1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast. And we're looking at week six now, right, of the NFL season. Uh, Brinson and myself here with RJ and prop stars. Um, if y'all like winning picks, make sure you head over to sportsline.com, use the promo code PICK to get your first month for just $1. Um, how are we doing today, guys?
0: Doing good. Doing great. I like how yeah. you did you like try to go with the Brent Musburger thing there, Catherine? He's like you're like we're looking at looking live at week you're looking live at week number 6 of the yeah. NFL season um now there's point that, of, point, yeah. of uh, point of reference that we decided um or I guess Harry and RJ decided and I I, I agree with him. um and uh w- he, he's asking why is it formal I don't I got what's 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 your what's what's everyone's full name? what's Harry's full name What's a Harry? What's Harry? What's the a- Harold? Her- Harold, Her- Harold, Her- obviously Harold. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Brain function. Brain function today. Uh Alexander, I assume.
2: Alexander, Julian. Sel-
0: Regit Reginald.
3: Nope.
2: <laughs> Robert. Robert.
3: Keep guessing. <laughs> We have, we have uh, all day. Nobody wants to hear about football picks. Just keep guessing my name.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to lively up the conversation with a little <laughs> chit-chat before the show. Uh, we did decide. Uh, Harry is his full name. Ha-ha. How do you like that? I'm a Robert as well. Um, I actually enjoy it when people call me Robert sometimes. But it, it depends. Like, if my mom calls me Robert, very, very bad.
1: My father calls me Catherine. It's very bad. But you call me Catherine every other day, and it doesn't seem to, to bother me. Um, as much. All right. Uh, sorry. I had a problem. I had a problem with my thing. It said week five on there. And then I was like, is this week five? Am I looking at uh, the uh, right uh, thing? So the,
0: the, actual, yeah. the actual point of emphasis I was going to make was yeah. that we have decided for moving forward with the podcast, we're going to lock the lines. By the way, smash the like button. Uh, subscribe on YouTube if you haven't already. We're going to lock our lines that we're using for this podcast, the weekly podcast at 1 p.m. show is going to be at 2 p.m. Um, just the idea that Harry can build out the graphics in time and we can get our best bets in. And, and the reason like we're bringing it up this week is that we have a, um, a, an issue with two lines in particular where and we'll get to those games in a minute, but like the lines move so much that maybe we wouldn't have them as a best bet anymore, but they probably would put his best bets. In fact, I know they were put his best bets on sportsline.com. So if you go to sportsline.com slash join, use promo code pick P I C K to get your first month for a dollar you, will, you can set up alerts, so if you want to know when I put my picks in, which, go for it. <laughs> if you want to know when PropStars puts his picks in, and by the way, Alex, your uh, biopic on Sportsline.com, not the same as your current <laughs> – you, he has a mustache and, like, very short hair. And here he has a giant beard and very long hair. Um, but you can get alerts. For, uh, when RJ puts his picks in, you can get alerts. And so we'll get to the games in a minute, but the point being is – You should join Sportsline, sportsline.com, slash join, use promo code pick for that first month for a buck. Back to you, Catherine.
1: Yes, thank you for that, because I got uh, confused up here on something really quick. But uh, there's one good news that I can talk about here. I'm above 500. I'm above 500. Harry, fire up the standings right now. Brinson is, I mean, 16, 11, and 1. Who would have thought?
0: Not anybody. uh, In fact, uh, producer or ex or my ex... Our, ex, I guess just my ex. at My ex, Debo. Ex-producer.
1: Oh, okay. I was like, we're talking? Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> like, no, no we're no, getting no. personal. Simply, <laughs>
0: simply talking about my ex-producer, Debo. Our, the former Pick 6 podcast producer, Debo, said that the, the, the listeners want me to go 22% or lower on the season. Um, I don't, Nobody wants me to be that bad. You want me to stay hot? Let's stay hot. Four, two, and one. And screw this Falcons push. I've gotten hosed by multiple pushes this season, especially on our, like, Brinson versus coach thing. RJ, four and three. I smell a streak coming Come for back. RJ. It smells good. Like Hope the ocean.
3: So. We'll see. I mean, the overall record here is still bad, but overall record on sports line still strong. We're close to up 10 units on the, on the current streak that's up there. Last 58 picks, I believe we're at 58%. So still doing solid there. And yeah, I feel a big week coming one of these, one of these weeks. Hopefully it's this one.
1: Well, that's why you got to sign up for sportsline.com and get your first uh, month for just $1 prop stars, 10 and thirteen, two and two last week. Now props. I will say it's a little bit harder for you this early on a Sunday. There's not a ton of props available for you to choose from.
2: It is difficult, Katie, but you know what? I make the best of it. If closing line values, any indication where we're definitely in good shape. Uh, yeah, all you can do is make the best picks, not be result oriented and, uh, yeah, hopefully uh things will go in my favor. It's been obviously a small sample size here. We're looking at what twenty-three picks for me. So yeah, I have uh high expectations moving forward and I expect to have a winning week in week six. Are we in week all six? Right, let's, week
1: six. Yeah, we I know. It's it's hard to say at this point. Um, all right, so let's keep this mojo going. And just so you guys know. We're giving out picks about 2 p.m. on Thursday, so lines um, and odds are subject to change, so make sure that you check with your books before you tail any of these picks, especially Brinson's, uh, since he is on fire uh, right now. All right, first up, um, let's look at the Baltimore Ravens laying four at Tennessee, this over under 41. RJ, you like Zay Flowers.
3: Yeah, I think Zay Flowers is going to go over 56 and a half receiving yards. So I have that as a best bet here. Baltimore's offense should have scored more against Pittsburgh. Had some bad drops, rare red zone struggles. Flowers had a couple of those drops. Offense is still third in red zone rate, eighth on third down, solid in both pass and run. I think they're, they're a complete mismatch for Tennessee. Um, offense that is featuring Henry less, making Hopkins really the only threat to worry about. Baltimore's defense, second in yards per play, first in yards per rush, first in red zone rate. All these numbers I was quoting last week, they're very strong because they played a lot of bad offenses and a lot of bad quarterbacks, but that's not going to change this week. It's another week where they we pull in one of the maybe five, six, seven worst quarterbacks in the league. Uh, the Tennessee rush defense fell apart versus Indy, dealt with several injuries, including Tier Tart, and I don't think he's going to be back. Pass defense we know is still struggling. And Vrabel is tough as a dog, good history against Baltimore, but I think he's overmatched here. And these this Flowers number, I mean, he's hit 48— yards I believe in every single game he's had double digit targets in three of his five games he is the alpha receiver in this offense and against a Titans defense that can't defend the pass at all he should sky over this number
1: I like it are you thinking anything for props I mean you don't have a best bet here um prop stars but any leans Uh, I
2: like RJ's Flowers look quite a bit. You know, he mentioned Tennessee. There are significant pass funnels. Teams are opting to go pass heavy when they play them. Uh, If we're looking at the path of least resistance, they have a very stout run defense, as RJ mentioned. Jeffrey Simmons went down last week. He's supposed to play this week. I think he'll be a big boost uh, for their run defense. But, yeah, Zay Flowers has elite route participation. He is on the field basically every single Lamar dropback, advantageous matchup getting highly targeted as well. So I think it's a really good spot. to Take advantage of Zay Flowers. I love that spot as well.
3: And Lamar's playing really well too, right? I mean, I don't know if anybody else's commentary on Lamar, but he looks like he's playing really well. His yeah. numbers last yet last week were not a reflection of him. Those passes were on target and they were just dropped. I think he's doing well and even growing in this offense as the weeks go on.
0: I think that with Lamar, one of the things we thought we'd see was, um, remember Greg Roman took over 2019 and It he was just like, kaboom Lamar comes out of the gate scorching They drop like 59 points on the the Dolphins I think it was the Dolphins and then like scorch the Cardinals the next week or maybe vice versa but this um you know this offense just exploded Lamar wins unanimous MVP and it's like okay when they switch from Roman to Todd Munkin we're going to see some sort of similar type of explosion And, and like that's just hard to ask right I mean it's a new offense and it's a bunch of new pieces where, you know, you have Mark Andrews as the carryover, but you've also got Zay Flowers as a rookie coming in, and he's been very good. Um, I think uh, two points I would, I would note here. One, um, Katie, if you want to ask RJ and Prop Stars about the fantasy trade you were offered oh, in the expert league, because yes. RJ, RJ might be in that league, so, I mean, but you yes. already rejected it, so like it doesn't matter. No,
1: RJ, I don't think RJ is in that.
0: But, but nice. I'm going to add, can I add a best bet here? Um, yeah. Harry's going to be annoyed. I'm going to take the under first half of Baltimore, Tennessee. Uh, something that Emery pointed out on Monday's show. We, uh, we, we do the early odds look ahead. And obviously, like 21 here, if you can, if you can find it, shop around. Um, and I'll, I'll look and see what I can find. But the, there was a serious adjustment to that Tottenham turf. Like, dudes were kind of slipping and sliding and couldn't really get their grip and didn't really feel comfortable. And you saw the points kind of come along in the second half. These are two teams that aren't going to score in the first place. The total is 41. So um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to add the the first half under here. Harry, don't feel like you have to adjust the graphic. I could just, I'll slap it in later.
3: And I'll, I'll add something really quick too. This game is in London, obviously, and the Ravens left super early. They left like right after their game, their last week game, so they're going to be there acclimated all week. So if you're going to play the first half line, play Baltimore because they're yeah. less likely to be sluggish out the game.
0: And Baltimore minus two and a half, minus one fifteen on that first half line. What I'm seeing, uh, I'm not sure what we have. Uh, if, if you have anything available, Harry. No, if not, no big deal. Um, Katie, do you want to do you want to float yeah. the? Do you, you want? Yeah, do you want to float the trade yep. or do you want to keep?
1: Yeah. I no, want to hear the trade. the trade. So I'm in the um, auction league with the fantasy football today, guys, which I'm actually holding my own. I'm not, not doing too bad. I'm like middle of the pack right now, three and two. Um, but I got a trade offer today because I've got Zay Flowers. Uh, they wanted Zay Flowers and they were going to, oh, Zay Flowers and Devon Chan because, you know, Chan obviously is on IR for four weeks at least. And they were going to give me Brees Hall. And my first reaction was no. Um, but then I called Brinson just to kind of like bounce it off him as well. And we decided not to do that. But curious if you guys think that that was the I have I have Christian McCaffrey. I have Jonathan Taylor. Um, I can kind of survive a few weeks without A-chan. I don't necessarily need Brees Hall and Zay Flowers, especially with what you're doing here. I don't want to give them up. What's your record? Three and two.
3: Yeah, I think the desperation to cha- trade A-chan is for teams with a losing record because you need to get over 500 by the time he gets back. And you're just not going to do yep. that if you have a hole at running back. So I think, especially with the depth you have, I think you're fine um, not doing the trade um, and, and, you know, just holding on to what you have. But it, for people out there that are deciding whether to do a trade like that, I think it really just depends on your record. Um, and if you, if you you can't afford to be, you know, 2-8 and eight by the time A-chan comes right. back. So you got to make a move.
0: Uh, and worth noting too, like, because um, Katie hit me up about the trade, and I was like, and I'm not going to reveal the person. It's a sharp, you know, it's one, it's one of our sharp. that's yes. uh, one of your employees, RJ, that, who's yeah. trying to, who's trying to, yeah. who's trying to uh, pilfer a chan from her. But I actually think that like part of the deal, and I think this is just really inter- an interesting point relative to the Titans and 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 the Ravens in this matchup is that the Ravens' um, schedule over the next four weeks. I was using Dave Richards' strength of schedule for. Uh, this week, for the next four weeks, and for the rest of the season on Sportsline.com. Again, Sportsline.com slash join. Use promo code PICK. You get your first month for a dollar. You can access that article. At Titans in London, no bye week. Lions at home, at Cardinals, Seahawks at home in the, over the next four weeks for the Ravens. This is a real opportunity for the Ravens' pass game to actually get going from a statistical perspective where Zay Flowers, Mark Andrews, and Lamar Jackson all start to kind of put it together and, and, and put up some numbers. So I think um, I, I think the person in question wisely, was he already has Lamar and Mark Andrews on his team, was looking to acquire Zay Flowers and really make a push while A-Chan's hurt to try and uh, succeed with that Ravens passing offense, which I, I think is um, just kind of an interesting notion. All right. Mention Sportsline, sportsline.com slash join, promo <laughs> code pick. I know I've said it like seven times, but this is the, this is the important one because yeah. the San Francisco 49ers, mm. Katie Mox's San Francisco 49ers, a seven and a half point favorite as of one o'clock p.m. on Thursday against the Cleveland Browns with an over under of 37 and a half. And the reason I mention this is that if you go to Sportsline and you go and look at my, actually, I look like a retired, somebody told me I look like a retired. Offensive guard in this photo that they're oh, using on me for sports. Not a bad luck, I, I guess. I mean, like, <laughs> hey, you look like you used to be fat. Um,
1: yeah, they all thin out after they. Uh, yeah,
0: uh, but I have the Niners in as a best bet at minus six and a half. And I think if you click on the page where you can see what the the sports line model uh, makes, it a slight lean towards San Francisco at minus seven and a half, a C grade pick. Um, you know, you get over under pick in terms of the model as well, and then you get a bunch of. Um, Expert picks in there. Larry Hartstein, our boy, the maestro, has San Francisco minus four and a half in here. And if How you thought, did he right, get that? because Monday, he put it Monday. in, he put it Monday. on Monday at noon. And so if you, in fact, it if you watch
1: four at Monday at noon, I thought it mm-hmm. was already at six. Wow. Yeah. It was up
0: to six, I think, by the time we did our early odds show on, yeah. on Monday. But like, this is the whole point about the Sports Sign thing. Yeah. If you sign up, it's a dollar, y'all. Mm-hmm. Promo code pick at Sportsline.com slash join. You would have gotten an alert that Larry is putting in this um, four and a half pick, knowing it's unclear if Deshaun Watson will be healthy enough to face the surging Niners after sitting out the week four loss to Baltimore. I would point out, too, Deshaun Watson did not practice on Wednesday. He did not practice on Thursday. We got that news right before we came on air. And the most important thing here, Kevin Stefanski said last week, he's like, well, we thought Deshaun could play, but ultimately it was his decision not to. So the dude with a fully guaranteed contract is like, "Nah, I ain't playing with a bum shoulder. Why would I?" And he ain't doing it again this week, which means PJ Walker. He's well, the guy
1: that had his face burned off. Is, I know. Yeah. It on. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, actually, Katie, you're the you're the Niners fan. What do you think about uh, What do you think about this 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 game and this line at seven
1: and a half? Uh well, you y'all know me. I don't like to. I, I think because I'm too superstitious or whatever. I don't like to play. The spread, even though, uh, you know, depending on where you got that Rams game, the Niners have been, you know, perfect against the spread or just one um, push and or loss there again, depending where you got the line against the Rams. I like the team totals. I've been playing the team totals. I'm doing it again this week. It's at 22 and a half. It's hit five weeks in a row. The Niners have scored at least 30 points in every single game. They got a top three offense, top three defense. Yes. The Browns have a very strong defense. Number two scoring defense in the NFL um, at just 15 points per game. But Dallas was supposed to be a big test for the 49ers. Um, and we all know what happened last week. The Niners were able to completely neutralize uh, Michael Parsons. So I look for them to do that again. And like you said, Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson, do not practice, uh, they allow the Ravens to drop 28 on them. So for the Niners to get over 22 and a half, we saw it last week. You can neutralize Christian McCaffrey, but then you open up George Kittle to have three touchdowns. check is going to get a touchdown. So there's just so many different moving parts with this 49ers offense. I'm just, per the first five weeks, no one's been able to stop them. And I think they keep it rolling.
3: I'm a little worried about the windy conditions. There could be uh, enough wind to matter here. We saw the total uh, collapse, not just because of the Watson injury, but I think also due to the weather, because we've seen some of these other games, including the Thursday night game. Which I know we don't cover because this comes out as a pod on Friday, but uh, that's come down too. And so if weather's a factor there, I think it, it really benefits Cleveland, where they don't have to rely on the quarterback, whether it's Watson, whether it's P.J. Walker, and they can really grind it out with their run game, which should be pretty good. Even though they've dealt with injuries on the offensive line, we'll see how many of them practice. And play in the game but um, i think that really helps out cleveland to make this a lower scoring game one that they can cover at the seven and a half i would only look to cleveland i'm not going to play san francisco at that number um so we'll we'll wait to see injury reports especially on the offensive line not really that concerned about quarterback um considering what the conditions will be and i might be on cleveland oh yeah I mean,
0: but six and a half you would take san francisco right
3: no, I was waiting for 10 plate I, I was we talked about it. We also do the Blair and I do the early edge NFL preview every Tuesday at Oh do you going to promote that show? And uh, he, he <laughs> with coach and he was on San Francisco on that show too at whatever the number was. And I said, Yeah, I'm not I'm still not playing that. I'm gonna wait till it goes up and up and up, and then if I play it, I'm gonna play the and home then you browns. Play Cleveland? Who's, who's
0: who's this coach person? I've ever heard of him.
1: Never heard of him.
0: Who?
3: Who <laughs> the guy I think Who is- <laughs> Cleaning the floor with you, from, what,
1: from yes, my understanding. There's <laughs> a
0: bunch of BS, dude. It's all these primetime games that we have to pick. My best – my yeah, somehow I'm like – Your best bets like, are on Sunday, not really. You're lucky. They I look,
1: look,
0: look like an egg on TV, and I look great on this podcast somehow. Prop, uh, anything for you in uh, Cleveland, San Francisco?
2: No props out for this game yet. Uh, really hard to have oh, a lot true, of confidence yeah. in Cleveland's offense if P.J. Walker's playing quarterback. Jerome Ford is questionable. That'd be a obvious uh, downgrade for their running game if he's unable to suit up. But, uh, yeah, no props yet.
1: All right, let's move on to the Commanders at the Falcons. Desmond Ritter looked pretty good uh, last week in front of that home crowd in the Dome. Falcons laying two and a half, this total 42 and a half. Uh, Brinson, you're just riding on the Falcons train.
0: Yeah, and I'd be curious to know, um, so on FanDuel, I'm going to, I mean, RJ, is is a minus 136 money line acceptable for the Falcons instead of minus two and a half, minus 110 for a best bet?
3: um i mean kind of high but i think some of our props are kind of in that range depending on okay. when we get them so
0: i mean the, the 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 logic here is pretty obvious uh i had the falcons last week and on sports line i put the falcons in at minus 125 i think um on the money line when they got to minus one and it closed falcons minus two and a half again sportsline.com slash join Use promo code pick. I don't know how many times I can say it. You'll get the lines earlier. Um, like 136 is a little steep, but my, my main issue is that you saw it happen with that Falcons and Texans game where Atlanta is, is going to be hard-pressed just to blow somebody out. <clears throat> and I think this is a pretty... Like Washington's letting people throw it around a bit, and they're sort of dragging people up into like a, a bigger tempo. Like this is kind of a sneaky DFS game where you could see like Desmond Ritter and Sam Howell like if it, you need a couple of things to break right, but you could see maybe a potential explosion of, of, of points here. And by explosion, I mean like, you know, 50, like 48 points, which would be a ton for this game. Uh, but I am going to take the, the Falcons minus two and a half. I mean, I would rather take the money line. But if we feel like that's too steep, then I, then I won't do it. I think just the way that Atlanta plays, the close nature of their games, you know, if you can get the money line, it's probably a little smarter.
3: Yeah, I think it's probably too steep to play. I, what we do yeah. with Atlanta teams that can't blow teams out when they're under their favorites of less than three, what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to tease the other team up because we know Atlanta isn't going to blow out a ton of teams. So I have a teaser this week. I have Washington plus eight and a half as the first leg of the teaser. Um, they're solid eighth in yards per rush. They don't do much else offensively, um, but uh, we saw that they actually did put up good numbers in their game against Chicago. It was against a beat up Chicago secondary in that game um, and it wasn't really efficient. He just put up a ton of yards on like 51 passes passes, but it's a, it's a long, it's a mini buy for them. They played Thursday. They were embarrassed. That's the time you come and you see, uh, you know, them get focused and outplay the metrics. And because this the Atlanta team just is not capable of blowing out anybody. Their one big win was against Carolina. And that game was I believe tied in the fourth quarter and they got two late touchdowns or, or they, you know, they extended it in some way at the end of the game. So I think even though Atlanta's offense off a rare good passing day, looks solid, their defense looks solid. Um, this is a this is a good enough team that they're not going to blow them out. So Washington plus eight and a half first leg of the teaser.
2: Yeah, Washington's defense, first, or excuse me, uh, Atlanta's defense, first in EPA per rush, pretty interesting statistic. I mm. uh, wouldn't expect that out of this Falcons defense. Obviously, a soft schedule so far as far as opposing running backs are concerned. But uh, yeah, you can only do well against your opponents. Uh, continue to be frustrating usage for. Uh Bijan Robinson, Tyler Algier out carried him last week, 17 to 14. Uh looks like it's going to be a neutral game script here. I expect a similar split in this game. The commander's offense has been very frustrating. Logan Thomas uh has the largest target share of any pass catcher on nice. the commanders. So that's frustrating if you're backing Terry McLaurin or obviously invested in Jahan Dotson. So yeah, both quarterbacks really spreading it around. A backup tight end is the leading receiver for the Falcons on an offense with Kyle Pitts and Drake London, adding Van Jefferson, just making the waters even murkier there. So, uh, yeah, just uh, a lot of distribut- distributed targets all over the place. Uh, hard to even back Bijan right now at his numbers, in my opinion. So probably staying away from this matchup.
3: I mean, with the receiver there is Matt Holland, so I don't know that Van Jefferson is really muddying the waters up for anyone else.
1: Well, Not I mean, it is Ray like has a, has when it's a low-volume
2: passing offense, right? And there's like very minimal targets to even start with. The Je- Je- Jefferson was close. Jefferson's supposed
3: to be the number one in the Rams starting the year, and they just immediately bypassed him for Pukenikula. Well, I, I love I love it.
0: Van Jefferson's like primary beef is he's not getting enough targets and not getting on the field enough. It's like, oh, you want to go to Atlanta? Oh, where Johnny Smith is like out targeting Kyle Pitts and Drake London combined. Yeah. Have a great time, Van. You're going to really enjoy your trip to Atlanta. Um, look, big Falcons guy here. Still think they're alive for most wins in the NFL. Unlikely, but still think they're alive. <laughs> San Francisco's got to play some teams, okay?
1: Yeah, so do the Eagles.
0: So you know who doesn't? The Falcons. The Falcons already had their two toughest games in the Jaguars and the Lions. It's nothing but... Um,
1: All right. How much were the odds on that again?
0: Like 50 or 60 to 1, I think. Oof. Yeah, it's not That's happening. That's fine. Okay. Speaking of the AFC or the NFC South, excuse me. Uh-huh team that is on the opposite team that is unlikely to have the most wins in the nfl the carolina panthers are headed down to south florida to take on the miami dolphins carolina fresh off a drubbing a, an absolute drubbing i mean the lions i said i'd take it like like I, I laid 10 with the lions last week and just didn't even flinch and did not care one bit because the panthers are hot triche. i mean they are hot Trish, like <laughs> my like i'm getting t- like my parents won't stop texting me about how bad the Panthers are. Like, that's how bad the Panthers are. Everybody keeps asking, like, should Frank Reich be fired? Like, everyone, take a breath, everybody. I uh, ain't going to slow down this week, though. I
1: imagine Dolphins he loses would, his job again to Jeff, to Jeff Saturday.
0: It would be incredible. Or, or like, or what if they hired somebody named, like, Sunday or Monday? Um, first coach ever. I don't know who you would hire that Sunday. But um, you get the point. Yeah. Dolphins minus 13 and a half. Total 48 and a half. What's the implied? What's the implied score? I mean, just a—it's hard to picture the Panthers keeping this close, RJ.
3: Yeah, you said it was easy smash spot for you on Detroit last week. I don't know why this isn't an easy smash spot on Miami. Typically, my power ratings are going to skew in these big lines to the underdog. Just saying that there's not as big of a gap as the market is is uh, showing here. But I have this one at 14 and a half, so I think there's still some value on the Miami side. I think the Devon Achan injury it sucks. You know, they're not going to be less explosive running the ball, but it's not doesn't matter. This defense in Carolina was dominated by a shorthand Detroit offense. Didn't have a monster Saint Brown, and they were just getting. You the school up and down the field by David Montgomery, Sam Laporta, and um, you know the, the rest of the cast of characters of the, the Lions receiving core. So I think the Miami receiving core is just going to blow them out of the water. Um, two garbage time touchdowns inflated, another bad Carolina offensive performance. They had 10 points leading into that, and um, that's really reflective of how the offense is playing right now. Um, the Miami defense, really strong game against the Giants offense. Um, Giants point total of 16 scoring. That was boosted by a pick six. Two short field goal drives that were under 20 yards. It's not like the Giants offense got anything going. And this could be a similar situation here. So long look ahead was only minus 10 and a half. I wouldn't typically fade, a, I would typically fade a big look ahead move off the line like this of three points, but I think it should be higher. Um, I'm not looking to fade the inflation. So I have Miami minus 13 and a half as a best bet.
2: And I have a best bet on Panthers wide receiver rookie Jonathan Mingo over 28 and receive or 28 and a half receiving yards. Uh, It's been a rough start for Jonathan Mingo, but there are signs to be encouraged by coming off of seven targets last week. uh, Had a season high five catches for 48 yards. He's had three healthy games this year. He's had at least six targets in all three of those games. But what's really encouraging is he has a first Read on 18% of his targets. Uh, That indicates that the Panthers are very committed to getting him the football. That leads all wide receivers or pass catchers on the Panthers. So I've been impressed by this rookie. I know, again, it's been a rough start, rough start for this offense, but they're getting him the ball. And we're talking about 30 yards, obviously only needs a couple of receptions to go over this number. Furthermore, he's playing uh, in a game that's going to probably feature a ton of passing from Carolina who are obviously going to be in comeback mode against this Dolphins team who are obviously double-digit favorites here. So I think we're going to see Bryce Young air it out. Obviously, garbage time counts, you know, just like any other statistics. So I think Jonathan Mingo is going to easily eclipse 30 yards in this game.
0: You know, maybe the Panthers should stop trying to make Ole Miss happen, right? Like it didn't work with Matt Corral. It didn't work with Jonathan Mingo. Maybe look. I mean, I love Lane Kiffin, but I think we can all agree that Ole Miss, just like the Panthers, trash. So stop, stop, stop taking these players, Carolina.
1: Fair enough, trash. I like the way you say trash. Uh, Minnesota Vikings laying two and a half at the Chicago Bears, NFC North showdown here chicago bears how about those bears coming off their first win justin fields actually looked like a pretty good quarterback throwing the ball down the field minnesota will be without their top receiver justin jefferson has gone to ir and rj you like chicago here
3: Yeah, FanDuel, one of the the rare places that was willing to move this up to three. I guess they probably got some action on Minnesota at two and a half, and they've made it three. So I like Chicago plus three, the one place in the market. I see that you can get Chicago. I'm making it a best bet at FanDuel at plus three. Jefferson injury is huge. Minnesota offense does have the weapons to overcome. It should be able, in theory, to beat the Chicago defense 31st in yards per play. But that defense is getting healthier. They had three guys in the secondary show up in practice on Wednesday. Um, We'll see if Kyler Gordon is activated from IR. And even if not, you know the other two guys there should help. Especially if they get Jalen Johnson back, a very strong cornerback. Uh, the offense, Chicago, hitting its stride, up to 11th in yards per play, 12th in yards per pla- pass. And even though the running back room is decimated for Chicago, they can still have run success with Justin Fields and Dante Foreman. Um, Minnesota's defense has been solid, actually 12th in yards per play, despite facing some pretty good teams: Philly, Chargers, um, Chiefs. So maybe they can limit this this um, offense a bit. But this could also be another win game, and if it's a win game and it's the, the run, the run games are, are prevalent more than the pass games. I think that really favors Chicago. So, if you're going to get this at three, I think you take Chicago. My power ratings have Chicago as a half point above the the worst teams in the league and minus five and a half. And even at that number, I would only make this line one and a half. So, I think plus three is a pretty solid value.
1: So, you're saying there's a chance Chicago could still win the division? I'm just kidding.
0: (laughs) I I mean, no.
1: No. (laughs) No, the lines are too good. It's like your other bet. It's still live, but it's dead.
0: It's it's alive. (laughs) Uh, I like. Okay, so we are saying too that you can like oh, so this actually went to three at one o'clock and locked at three. Yeah. I mean, I like Chicago too in this spot. I actually think you can make a reasonable case that Chicago's a decent money line play, but certainly take the three. I mean, look, you know, I mean, I RJ said it and has been saying it for weeks. The Vikings are a questionable team that plays close games. And if you can get if you can fade them laying like catching three with the Vikings on the road, you should do that because there's a pretty good chance that the Vikings or their opponent will be kicking a long field goal to win the game with like five seconds left. That's just sort of how every Vikings game goes over the last 42 years. So why not uh, jump in on that? Mm. Plenty more games to cover. But first, we're going to take a break. Before we do that, Sunday, the NFL is on CBS. The week six slate features the Seahawks stepping into the jungle against Joe Burrow and the Bengals and AFC South showdown as well. It all begins at (laughs) noon Eastern with future Hall of Famers. That's the Jaguars and the Colts. Future Hall of Famer, JJ Watt, joining JB and the guys in the NFL today. We can't wait for Sunday. The NFL is on CBS and streaming on paramount plus we'll hit more of the games coming up next after the break
3: Figure Lending, LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.
0: Jaguars and the Colts. Colts at Jacksonville. Jacksonville, four and a half. Um, I've actually got a best bet added onto this in lieu of my San Francisco best bet. I'm going to take the Colts plus four and a half. One, we have a uh, gardner Minshew revenge game in play. (laughs) Who doesn't love a good gardner Minshew revenge game? He's Gardner Minshew's kind of tracking to be like um, the the like a a homeless man's Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, like like capable backup playing for a bunch of teams. Has a revenge game every other week because he played for so many teams. Um, But uh, Gardner Minshew revenge game against his old team, the Jaguars, and I, I think, frankly, I just think this line should be three. Jacksonville got a big boost with Buffalo coming over late in the week not being adjusted to the time zone in terms of being in London. The Jaguars were in London for two weeks. Like It's great that you come back right away. You still have a pretty huge adjustment, and I could see this offense being a little lethargic. The Colts are – it's interesting. I was reading uh, Pat, the, the great Pat Thorman over at Establish a Run on uh, snaps and pace and stuff, and he pointed out that the Eagles are running – or like operating at a really, really, really slow pace this year. Whereas the Colts are operating a really fast pace. And so the logic that I love, I love when um, I love when I say like mention pace and stuff and and prop star starts nodding, meaning like he's like, yes, you are correct. Brinson, you are not, you did not interpret this incorrectly. (laughs) Um, But the, Like, uh, and the the difference is obvious, right? Shane Steichen was the guy who was running tempo for the Eagles because the Eagles ran a really fast pace last year. And the thought was year two with Hertz like really acclimating, like after his breakout, they would keep operating this fast pace. They're much slower, whereas the Colts are running fast. But now they're going to have a lot less quarterback runs. This is, uh, for me, a good spot for the Colts to keep within a field goal. And I think if you wanted to embrace that pace, Alex, you could say – a certain rookie wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts operating completely out of the slot. Josh Downs is a good look here as well.
2: I couldn't agree more, Brinson. We talked about him on Monday. Loved me some Josh Downs, taking him as a best bet over 42.5 receiving yards. Uh, but, yeah, coming off that season-best game, six targets, six receptions, 97 yards. His route participation has grown every week, which you love to see. Gardner Minshew, uh, who also has great facial hair, as well as Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> Wanted to point that out. Yeah. Another commonality Absolutely. between them. Uh, Yeah, he's very comfortable throwing to Josh Downs. Nearly an identical target share to Michael Pittman Jr., whose receiving line is nearly 20 yards north of Josh uh, Downs. So I love Josh Downs. I think he's a great value. I think the Colts, uh, as you mentioned, they're playing up-tempo as well. I think that benefits him as well. Could also be potentially playing from behind in this matchup, which could increase passing volume as well. So, yeah, I think Josh Downs is uh, certainly a great play this week and definitely uh, very bullish on his uh, season-long outlook as well. If, you,
0: if you're in PPR, I think I'd rather start Josh Downs and Michael Pittman this week.
2: I would agree.
3: Just to back up Alex's point to um, the, these two guys, uh, Pittman has had 24 attempts from Minshew and 22 attempts from Richardson, whereas Downs has had 20 attempts from Minshew and 13 attempts from Richardson. So he gets looked at a lot more from Minshew, um, but those are the numbers behind that. And the two quarterbacks have had just about the same amount of attempts on the year. All
1: right, moving on. New Orleans Saints. Uh, this line is basically like a pick'em. saints minus one and a half um at the houston texans this total 42 and a half uh you know cj stroud has been amazing still has not thrown a pick although the uh atlanta falcons were able to hold him to just one touchdown that was really late in the game last week but brinson you're still leaning on the texans as a dog here
0: yeah um you know it's, it's weird the um I was, like, doing my write-up for uh, CBSSports.com on, like, the Falcons. It was, like, ha-ha. Like, the Falcons have been so much better than everybody thought they would be except for me. I'm a genius. ha ha And I was, like, wait a minute. They're one and four – one, three, and one against the spread. Crap.
4: Hey, um,
0: which, you know – They're like, just
4: fun.
1: What's that? They're fun.
0: Yeah, well, they're just they're just better than people think, but they're, like, somehow not, like, covering at, at, a, at a high clip. Um, and Houston is kind of interesting, too, because – you know they're a surprise team, but they're, and they're three and two against the spread, which is good. But like they're not like I think it's one of those spots that's sort of like the Lions last year, where you need to pick and choose your spots, right? You don't want to bet on this team that when they're like, you know, like you don't want to bet on the Texans at like minus five. Um, but you, you know what I'm saying. At any rate, the Texans are a dog at home. Uh, I'm not sure that they should be an underdog here. I know the Saints' defense has been good. I don't think it's that great. I think the Texans probably have the better quarterback right now with Derek Carr hurt. Um, the, the, the saints are the better offensive weapons and Alvin Kamara has been good, but to Ryan's has got this defense playing really well. A lot of veterans. It's not as youthful as people think, or as inexperienced as people think. Um, I love the Texans plus one and a half here. And I think if I were starting a money line parlay and you want to put, I like to put dogs in my money line parlay, like an all dog money line parlay. I would start with the Texans and the, uh, the bears and maybe sneak another team in there. Maybe, well, maybe I'll throw that as a best bet.
3: Yeah, I have the Texans as a best bet too at plus one and a half. Um, You talk about the defense for New Orleans, fourth in yards per play, faced a lot of limited pass offenses throughout the year. Houston is sixth in yards per pass. So that's probably the oddly enough. Their, their toughest matchup is rookie CJ Stroud and the Houston Texans pass offense. Um, New Orleans coming off that domination of New England. Offense had just 4.3 yards per play in the win, and their season yards per play number is equivalent to Carolina's offense. And oh. I don't think any, anybody can consider the Carolina offense going anywhere. They just do not move the ball in chunks, which is weird because they have Chris Olave at uh, receiver. They do not do well in the red zone, even though they actually had a good red zone game against new England. But before that, they've been awful Houston's offense, 5.4 yards per play in Atlanta, despite the injuries that they've been dealing with. Stroud still hasn't thrown an interception defense for Houston, certainly beatable if that, that New Orleans offense can get in rhythm and avoid third downs, but they're just not going downfield. Um, so I agree. I think Houston might be the better team right now, even though my power ratings don't reflect that, I'm, you know, it, it's a, it's a little conservative when you move teams up and down. Um, so I haven't gotten to the point where I have them equal, but I do think Houston definitely has the best coaching staff of the in this matchup and and I would expect them at home to win this game. So I like Houston plus one and a half. That's a best bet for me.
1: I can't remember if it was RJU or Prop Stars. It was very high on Chris Olave coming Both into this us. year. Yeah, how disappointed are you with that? Uh- disappointed.
2: I think a lot of it has to do with quarterback play more than anything else. I'm glad you brought up Chris Olave, though, Katie, because he did get injured in warm-ups last week, had a toe injury, ended up gutting it out, playing, scored a touchdown, but only had 12 yards. I only think he had two or three targets as well. Uh, he's logged a limited practice so far. This week, if he can get in a full practice, his receiving line is 55 and a half yards, which is a steep, steep, steep discount compared to where it's been all season. I do think this game could have a little bit of extra passing volume. I would certainly take him if he's able to log a full practice or a full participation of practice uh, at that number. So I'm going to be paying close attention to his practice.
0: Seahawks at the Bengals. Man, massive game, massive, massive, massive game. It moved For the again, Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it was at 1 o'clock. Three. Oh, okay. We'll give you three. It's fine. Um, That's to spoil what you're taking. The, look, I mean, look, the Bengals are two and three. Joe Burrow looked completely healthy against the Cardinals. He called it a must-win game. He played like it was a must-win game. I'm curious how they are treating this. Are they treating this as a must-win game? Because I think they have to be, given the fact that they have San Francisco and Buffalo on the other side of their week seven bye. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't. people are just sort of assuming Burrow's going to be 100% healthy after the bye, which I think is a little crazy. Uh, but, I mean, look, if he plays, if he looks like he did last week, then congratulations to whatever the hell they did to him from a training perspective, because he just magically flipped a switch and his calf apparently is fine. I was leaning towards... Um, actually but the over under oh can you throw that back up is it 44 and a half now did it come down i bet the over 45 is a best bet on sports line it's ticked down half a point which is really unfortunate for me it had climbed up to 45 and a half i think rj that is in large part because of the weather here um i i you know you can run on cincinnati a bit and seattle could possibly do that i would expect that However, if the weather's not really bad, then this turns into more of a shootout with both teams chunking it around as both teams are, tend to be a little bit higher pass rate over expectation.
3: They, if the weather complies, maybe they throw it around a bit. But since defense 30th in yards per rush, we know Seattle just from, from a philosophical standpoint, they want to run the ball with their with the running backs they have there. And uh, they might have the perfect excuse to do it here. Seattle's defense first in yards per rush. So if Cincy is forced to run the ball a little more with the weather, then that does not play into to their strength. And um and I think they're gonna struggle here. I was aggressive in moving Sincy up in my power ratings after a good Burrow Day. I didn't put him quite back to where I would have Sincy if we knew he's healthy, but I know you want to put them up leaps and bounds. You don't want to be slow on that. And even with the aggressive mood I'm move I made, which I believe is two points above average now, I couldn't get this number to two and a half. I still have it at my at, at two. So I think Seahawks are a good value here, especially if you can find it at three in the market, which which it typically is. Uh, Cincinnati's offense came out of the basement there, and that's why we had that aggressive move, seemingly. Only 4.8 yards per play in that game and their their breakout and you take away that big jamar chase touchdown it was the same old same old four yards per play that they've been doing so it's not that exciting much out of that one one big play um seattle had to buy to get healthier playing well after that rams week one collapse i like the three but not, with two and a half as the number right now we're showing live i just put this as a second like my teaser um seattle plus eight and a half pairing that with washington plus eight and a half on the teaser um
0: uh for what it's worth draft still has a three shirt A three, I believe. Yeah, they still have a three. Juiced minus 118, Um, Seattle. But, yeah, I mean, I think, obviously, you'd much rather have have that. Yeah. Yeah, that field goal.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I talked about this on Monday, and at that point, everybody was on the Bengals except for me. Um, But I still like the Seahawks here because it's like, is Joe Burrow back or does the Arizona pass defense just suck? You know, I mean – Really, that's one of it. Um, and then you look at Seattle secondary considerably better than um, Arizona's. They got woolen. they got Witherspoon, who's been amazing at corner. Jamal Adams should be back at safety. Hawks three and one against the spread, two and zero oh on the road. They've won three straight in a row, coming off a bye week, so they're going to be healthy. Um, and like you said, bad weather here, so that's going to play into Seattle's game here with Kenneth Walker the third at like and for a touchdown. I found it at plus one fourteen. I believe that was on DraftKings. Uh, I kind of like him over his yards too. He's averaging 70.8 yards per game this year, 283 total yards on the season. Um, And he has five rushing touchdowns, scoring at least one in each game. And like you said, RJ, since he ranks bottom of the NFL against the run above only the Denver Broncos who are 31st, they surrender 188 rush yards per game. Derrick Henry was able to run all over them, 122 yards um, plus a 29 yard touchdown. So if Seattle's going to win this game, obviously Kenneth Walker is going to have to get a touchdown. So give me Seattle plus three. I kind of think it could be an upset here, but I will go ahead and grab uh, the three points there and uh, Kenneth Walker for a touchdown.
0: I like it. Is the Kenneth Walker uh, a best bet? Yes. Okay, cool. It's I on dig there. It. I dig it.
1: It's on there. No, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It is on there. Yeah. Say um all right I've I have an interesting take for this next game which I feel like involving
0: Jimmy Garoppolo
1: involving Jimmy Garoppolo all right the Patriots at the Raiders Raiders laying a field goal here 41 and a half is that total let's see if it's changed um okay yeah the line has changed now it's Raiders minus. Two and a half, obviously New England coming off of two absolute horrible beatdowns, blowouts. They're looking for a bounce back here against, you know, one of their former coaches and former quarterbacks with Jimmy Garoppolo. This is crazy because I'm going to say Jimmy Garoppolo not to get an interception. This is Jimmy Garoppolo's first clean game of the season. He has been God awful at turning the ball over. Uh, I personally profited from this. Okay. This just this last week, I profited off of taking Jimmy Garoppolo to throw an interception, seven interceptions through five weeks. Did that me- feel good?
0: Did you sleep? Well,
1: I slept just fine. <laughs> I slept just fine. <laughs> Jimmy knows. A Jimmy true knows degenerate. To internally. But I think this is this is a week where he doesn't because the Patriots have been pretty bad, obviously, as we know. They've been down really, really bad. Um, and they've only hurried one quarterback to an interception this year, and that was Tua. That's an extremely pass-heavy offense. They even Zach Wilson even had a clean game uh, versus the Patriots. I do think that um, the Patriots can't get anything done on offense, and so the Raiders' defense is starting to take shape here. And I just think that the Raiders are going to be running the ball a lot more and limit Jimmy Garoppolo from making those turnovers and those mistakes. I think they'll get out to a lead and then they'll run the ball because again, New England can't do anything um, on offense. New England also middle of the pack versus the run. So I actually think at even money that this is the first game of the season that Jimmy Garoppolo does not throw a pick.
3: Sparks the New England offense has been, completely inept, and the rookie court, the place kicker that they they drafted to replace their longtime kicker has been pretty bad too. Um, maybe an easier defensive matchup helps in theory, but we saw um, they couldn't do anything against New Orleans, uh, so I think Raiders are a much easier matchup, but 10 of 14 New England drives game less than 10 yards against New Orleans. I don't know, really know how you fix that. It seems like it's it's bad all the way down there. The defense was still solid despite the score. I think they can keep New England in games versus bad teams, and Raiders kind of look like a bad team. They, they uh, struggled to 4.4 4 yards per play in win over a bad in a win over a bad green bay team this could be a similar game you know with low scoring and and who who wins um in the end new england fooled me last week i took them to bounce back that did not happen i just can't do it here but -hmm. if you can get the three i think that's definitely the play i think this line uh is a little bit inflated look at it was one and a half and and it's inflated because of two bad new england performances in a row but they just they're not the worst team in the league they just probably can't be with that defense so i think that's what you mean
0: it, yes. Man. Oh yeah. Sorry. It's, this is just, it's like, I want to take the Patriots again,
1: <laughs> your heart. Well, no, my head, my
0: heart, my heart's like F you Belichick. Like how do you get blown out 69 to three in two back-to-back games? Like the Patriots look awful. It is a situation where if they lose this game, the season is over. Because they have the bills and the dolphins next. And those two teams Have had the living, like you saw what happened when Buffalo got a chance to steal the division back from the Patriots. They did it with authority, they did it with aggressiveness, they did it with a disdain for New England. And I think you're gonna see the similar thing from the Dolphins too, if they get that opportunity. Like these teams have been beaten down by the Patriots for two decades, and now they get Belichick at his lowest point and they can run up the score on him. Like they are going to try and do it if they can. And I I just don't know that, like, if you lose to the Raiders on the road, I don't know what you have left. I'm gonna back the Patriots in my picks league. Mm. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool or fool me, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me, whatever it is, fool me three <laughs> times. <laughs> I'm done.
1: <laughs> you and George W. Bush have a hard time. Yeah. with
0: that. Potato, potato. <laughs> um, yeah. Fool me don't, once,
1: can't fool me again.
0: Yeah, I just don't want anything to do with this game. It's on. It's probably on CBS. So I'm thinks, sure.
1: It's, it's gross, gross, but I think they're gonna. It's run on, the on CBS. Ball.
0: I'm sure it's fantastic. Just like this break. Oh, sorry. You, you take us to the break.
1: Yeah. Well, we're, we're going to go to break right now. Whether it's me or Brinson taking it, we are going to get there. And We come up more NFL. We're going to talk about the late games. In fact, the game of the week, which, you know, when the schedule came out, you wouldn't necessarily think this would be one of the best matchups, but the Lions at the Bucks. when we get back Welcome back to Pick Six Podcast. This is our NFL pick show. And uh, now we're gonna go into the late slate games. You got the Lions laying a field goal at Tampa Bay. This total 43 and a half. Um, actually, sorry, Brinson, you were supposed to set that one up. That's all right. You keep going. That's that's pretty much it. That's all I got.
0: Uh, yeah, I got the Lions as the best bet here. Uh, this line is gonna get to three and a half. So if you want the lions, get it now. I'm actually like as we were talking as we were like talking about this, I was putting it in on Uh, Sports line here. Here's my thing with the Lions. This team is I think if you take like if you took the Lions and put them in put the Lions in the Cowboys uniforms and sent them down to Tampa Bay with the same like Lions roster, but without the history of being the Lions. Like, like I'm, I'm all in on the Lions, and I'm still operating with some level of distrust when it comes to Detroit because they're just the Lions. Like, you don't expect them to be good for a long time. It's like, if, like even when the Browns were a playoff team, it's like tough to trust them, right? Um, the Jets, even when they got Aaron Rodgers, it was like tough to trust them. And the reality is this Lions team has been built really, really well over the course of several years. Uh, we talked about it with, the, with Brady and Dews, and it's like they showed patience. They put together this roster. They are great on the in the trenches on both sides. And they have enough skill skill guys. They have a competent quarterback in Jared Goff, He's probably the third second or third or fourth best quarterback. Top five quarterback in the NFC. Easily. You've got Jameson Williams back. Sam Laporta is turning into a superstar, yeah. like as a rookie, as a tight end rookie. Like as he's Iowa a- tight ends. Yeah, Iowa tight ends. Just don't miss. Um, I mean, he replaced an old Iowa tight end in Hawk, right? And like he's he's he might be better. Um I'm going to say Brown. I'm not sure what his status is for this game. Don't care. Uh, I don't. I don't think he'll be able to run the ball very much. That's what I'm curious. How does how how, do, how does Ben Johnson attack this Tampa Bay defense? Because it is a, kind of a pass funnel, and you could see them really let Jared Goff cook early, force the Bucks to back up, and then you start pounding David Montgomery underneath. I I think they'll be smart enough to do that. I think the Lions. I think the the Bucks are kind of a paper tiger in terms of leading the NFC South, and I love the Lions here, RJ.
3: I love the lions too. Um, you know, I think Ben Johnson is the best offensive coordinator in the league. So he'll figure it out. He'll figure out a way to, to take advantage of this matchup. Cause I don't think Tampa Bay is as good as their record. I just want to go to follow up on that golf point. Are you saying right now on this podcast, admitting that Jerry Goff is better than Matthew Stafford?
0: I, I keep doing that and saying, yeah, it's, he's top. Say it. Stafford, Stafford's one. Stafford's one. Hertz is two. Golf is three. Um, Kirk Cousins is four. And then Purdy's five. <laughs> I've that was a complete troll job of katie um i think it's either it's it's a, I, I would have hurts one i guess purdy's probably two right
3: now
1: come on
0: go, i mean golf is probably three and staffers four
3: so golf hall of fame case this offseason from brinson put him in Can't the hall of fame go it.
0: win a super bowl you know i'll tell you what i was watching i watched that whole lions panthers game because i had like a ton of like lions and dfs um ended up doing okay um, because I cause golf went nuts. Like the Lions are really, really good. I'll tell you the Super Bowl matchup I was sort of envisioning on Sunday afternoon. Lions Dolphins. Like I think if I could go back and pick before the season, like people would be like, You're insane and doing it just for attention. I'd be like, well, a little bit, yes. But I do think this is a viable Super Bowl matchup. Like Lions Dolphins feels legitimate to me.
1: Who did you have at the beginning of the year, though? Was it Was at Lions, Jags? Bills
0: and 49ers.
1: No, no, but there was – we went on – Lions, like
0: Jags there. was the one I went – Yeah, the, like,
1: crazy out there galaxy brain. No, no.
0: Not that crazy right now.
1: And also, you had Matt Stafford to get one vote for MVP. Do you think that's still alive? Yeah, 20.
3: hell yeah. He's, getting, yeah. he's getting his case boosted by the best pair of receivers that, that uh, the Rams have had since Torrey Holt and Isaac Bruce. I mean, it's it's pretty incredible. <laughs> two what, Hall of Fame caliber oh, receivers. It's pretty ca- incredible what they're doing in that offense. Now, I have Detroit minus three is the best, but I think the line, line should be four and a half. Tampa Tem- Bay dominated, and they were dominated in the one loss against a good team they played uh, in the Eagles, and Detroit has proven to be good. Like you've said, Tampa Bay cannot run the ball, um, which I know prop stars will get into. Detroit's defense, in yards per pass, and they dominate limited offense. I think they're going to dominate here. Detroit's offense also 5th in yards per play, 4th in yards per pass, despite their cast of a few receivers getting it done with the Sam Laporters of the world if they need to when Amon Ross St. Brown is out. Surprisingly bad injury report last week. Didn't matter. They're going to be healthier here. I mean, bet it before it gets to 3.5 if you still have threes in the market because this line should be higher.
2: Yeah, and Amon Ross St. Brown did practice in full on Wednesday, so that certainly is a good indication nice. for his status. But yeah, Amon Rashad White under 52 and a half rushing yards. I put this one out about... Two hours ago before the show was recorded, another very sharp group got to the under. So this has uh, dipped down to 46 and a half. So if you are a Sportsline subscriber, you got at least five or six yards of closing line value there. But uh, absolutely love this spot. Detroit's run defense, RJ mentioned, one of the best in the NFL. They haven't allowed a running back to go over 43 yards this season. And they faced Bijan John Robinson. They faced uh, Kenneth Walker. They faced Aaron Jones, Isaiah Pacheco, Miles Sanders. So very, very impressive run defense from this Detroit team. Rashad White has been the least efficient running back, starting running back in the NFL. All of the NFL next-gen stats, he ranks at the very bottom. Uh, the Bucks aren't doing any favors for him either as far as their run blocking uh, is concerned here. So this is a giant mismatch. Uh, in my opinion, I love fading Rashad White. I even take him at the forty six and a half number that he's presently at. You could always scale down half a unit or something there if you're not if you're uh, comfortable with that sort of line movement, but yeah, I love fading the running back here against so just an absolutely elite um detroit run defense Prop,
3: prop stars with with rush white being so bad are you like in the free sean tucker movement you want to get some some,
2: some uh, he's been equally up? he's been equally as inefficient too i just think this this ground game is broken this is carried over from last year last year i like to bring up they averaged 75 rushing yards per game as a team the next worst team averaged 95 like Oof. they are historically bad rushing offense and that's you know not getting solved anytime soon regardless of who's in the backfield in my opinion
0: we mentioned the greatest quarterback second greatest quarterback in the history of professional football matthew stafford can you guess who number one is
1: in the history uh,
0: mac jones no the (laughs) single mac jones the single greatest quarterback in the history of professional football ahead of the only guy ahead of matthew stafford tom brady Philip Rivers, duh.
1: Come on, baby. Oh, oh, okay. After, uh, this, is, this is the Brinson model. This is the <laughs> Brinson surprised, surprised
3: model. Brissett isn't number two, actually.
0: He's number three. Thank you very much. <laughs> actually, Mike Glennon number three, uh, Russell Wilson f- number seven hundred and fifty-five. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams and my guy, my guy, Matthew hey. Stafford laying seven at home against the Arizona Cardinals with a robust best total of. 48 and a half. Arizona getting real banged up here. I think Marquise Brown dealing with an illness this week. James Connor on the PUP list. It feels like the Rams are getting healthier and the Cardinals are not. And that the little frisky run that Arizona's been on, which we don't even know like when Kyler Murray's coming back, if he's going to come back, like what they're going to do with him. It feels like this might be the start of something where. Arizona came out of like played great in the preseason, hustled their butts off, played great early on in the year, and now Katie, beat the
1: Cowboys,
0: yeah, beat the Cowboys, fraudulent Cowboys, and now Katie may be in a position where they are going to uh, run into the 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 uh, up the uh, trending upward Los Angeles Rams.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, we love a frisky team, uh, but I think the clock has struck twelve on uh, the Cinderellas here and. It seemed to me that when James Conner went down, the offense was really exposed. Dobbs then threw for two picks, the lowest amount of yards um, since week one. Like you said, Marquise Brown um, has a little bit of an illness now. When you look at the Conner impact, I mean, it can't be understated. He ran for 364 yards, two touchdowns while averaging point four yards per carry. Uh, DeMarcardo, who is his backup only had 45 yards on 10 carries, um, last week. And the Rams are really looking to bounce back after the Eagles held them scoreless in the second half last week. And this is really the perfect week for them to do that. The Arizona pass defense had Joe Burrow looking like Joe Burrow again, um, last week. And if, if Connor didn't get injured, that game might've gone a little bit differently. Um, and yeah, you got Puka and you got Cup, who we all wondered what they would look like together. Well, it turns out they're great. They both had at least 70 yards. Um, I believe that Cup had over 100 yards. Both scored a touchdown. Stafford, 3-1 and one against Arizona since 2021. I believe that McVay is like 11-1 um, against uh, Arizona. And uh, Stafford's thrown for seven touchdown passes, only one interception. I like him over his yards. I mean, who would have thought that I'd be such a Stafford Stan? Uh, It feels a little bit weird coming out of my mouth, but Stafford over 279 and a half pass yards. We do know that he likes to throw the ball. The Rams are the fifth in pass yards, second in pass attempts. He's averaging about 10 yards over this mark this season, about 290 plus per game. He's actually gone over 300 yards three times out of five games this season. And uh, again, the cards pass defense, not very good allowed Joe Burrow 287 passing yards. I think that poop and Cup go off this weekend. The Ram's cover minus 7 and uh, Stafford goes over the two seventy nine and a half. and a half.
3: Yeah, Arizona was frisky for a few weeks, reverting expectations. Now their defense is 25th in yards for pass and 30th on third down, so I don't know how they stopped this Rams pass offense. Um, The rush offense, but keeping them in games, but Connor's hurt, as you mentioned. Rams defense, mediocre versus the run, but they did play San Francisco and Philadelphia, and that's going to affect your numbers there. Actually did a pretty good job shutting down Seattle and Cincinnati. Um, So I think the Rams offense came out a big lead, and I don't trust Arizona to keep up.
2: I do want to pump the brakes a little bit on demarcado as far as a viable running back option. I know a lot of people have spent a lot of fab uh, free agent dollars or bucks on him in fantasy leagues. But last week, the Cardinals had two running backs dressed. It was James Connor and him. So when Connor went down, he had handled all the usage. That won't be the case moving forward. They're going to deploy, deploy a committee. Uh, Keontae Ingram should be in the mix. Uh, they obviously signed another back as well. So I don't think it's necessarily going to be uh, a big uh, rest of season, or even in this one game output from mercado
0: Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you there, big time on this Arizona. It's like, um, you know, I I you know I went, I had the first waiver claim in my home league that you know did not reset, and people were like so ridiculous about holding their spots. Like we had zero waiver claims this week. Are you kidding me? Like 14 major guys went on PUP, and nobody made a waiver claim. I just sat at 12. I thought I'd move up with no waiver claims. Um, but I used it on um uh, 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 Jerome Ford and been very disappointing. It's like, but if you, you like, you don't want to, like, you, you just don't want, you don't want to, you don't want to spend if you already did too late, but don't spend big on this Arizona running back and don't expect a ton from these Arizona, uh, running backs. It's I don't, they were believe. fun
1: for a few weeks. It's over. Yeah, exactly.
0: Another big favorite. This one on the road, the Philadelphia Eagles lay in seven. At the New York Jets, a total of forty one I'm not a math major, but that implies what twenty four seventeen did I do that right? <gasps> did I do that right? Oh my God, I did implied math on the on the uh, on the fly. How amazing. Um, I got the Eagles minus seven here as the best bet. Eagles are just a better team, and like the Jets went to Denver and won their Super Bowl and beat up on. The uh beat up on the the the, the Broncos, stole one against the Broncos, but they had like a bunch of like funky points. They had a long 72-yard run, touchdown run from Brees Hall. It wasn't like they went in and dominated on offense, even against a really bad defense. And the Eagles defense, Prof. Stars, I think I actually read that you maybe I was reading because you got them at minus six on sportsline.com. Sportsline.com slash join. Again, you would have the Eagles minus six if you followed Alex on Sportsline. Use promo code PICK to get your first month for a dollar. Uh, I'll still take him at seven. Obviously, prefer six. I think I might have put him on the side at six and a half. But the larger point being is, like, the I, I watch the Rams every week because I love Matthew Stafford. The Eagles locked them the bleep down on last Sunday in the second half. An absolute demolishing of a good Rams offense. The Jets don't have a good offense. And they are going to – like, they are a, a – like a hom- completely homeless – like, like, like man's version of this Rams offense with a bad offensive line, and a quarterback who's aggressive, but like with no experience, um, some good receivers going to force the ball into tight coverage. Eagles are going to make him pay for it. And you're not gonna be able to run with Brees Hall against this Eagles front, especially if they get Fletcher Cox back. So I love the Eagles here. Um, and RJ, you also are fading this, uh, this Jets passing game.
3: Yeah. I had the Eagles at, at minus six. I'm not going to play them at minus seven. I think it's, I still lean that way. I think the line should be nine. Um, the jets had 31 points, but the offense was over five in the red zone versus a horrendous Denver defense. And that horrendous Denver defense didn't even give up 200 yards to Zach Wilson, who I thought was going to get over his number of two Oh three, I think going to happen and did not. So I'm taking him to go under 180, 198 and a half pass yards. This week in a very, in a much tougher matchup, um, Philadelphia's defense, fourth in yards per rush, first in rush yards per game. I think they're going to slow down this Jets run game and Zach Wilson's going to have to step up, but I'm not sure he can um, against a very good defense. Uh, I think it's going to be a route. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm taking Wilson to go under his pass yards total, even though I think the attempts might actually be there for him to get mm. over the total, just because I just don't think that they have juice in the pass game at all.
2: Yeah, love that play. I'm going to take Dallas Goddard over 36 and a half receiving yards. We ran this last week. He cashed it on the first drive against the Rams. Uh, very impressive, obviously, there. But, yeah, I'm just very encouraged by Dallas Goddard. Has 100% route participation on the season. He has played almost every single offensive snap for the Eagles. So he is running a route on every single Jalen Hurts drop back. Uh, it seems to me that he's at least the, at worst the third offense in a passing game that's starting to – Click, in my opinion, and Goddard's obviously getting some targets. So led the the team last week in target share. That was certainly encouraging. The Jets are a massive tight end funnel as well. I think it has something to do with having two very good outside boundary corners that kind of limit production on the outside. As a result, teams tend to attack the Jets. Over the middle of the field, saw this last year where the Jets gave up, uh, I believe, top five yards to opposing tight ends. That trend has continued this year as well. So with with Goddard's route participation being elite, running a drop, or running a route on every single hertz drop back, getting him around thirty five yards to me. I just play that blindfold. So love this play.
1: All right, guys, that's going to do it for our show today. But we're going to recap our picks for you. Harry, fire up the graphic. Hopefully, you got in. Wilson's last minute or Brinson's last minute. To, uh, no, I don't think it's in there. Brinson, go through your bets. So I added
0: uh, Titans. For, don't worry about adding that one, Terry. That's yeah, something. Yeah. Titans' first half uh, under with the Ravens there. Atlanta, the Falcons minus 2.5. The Colts plus 4.5 in lieu of the Niners minus 7.5, which is a late swap. If you can, obviously, you can find the Niners at like 6.5 or 7. Don't mind them. RJ does. Houston plus 1.5. Detroit minus 3. Philadelphia minus 7. And I'll point out two more things before I toss it back to you, Katie, for your recap. One, I can't wait for the Raiders and Patriots game. If I said I wasn't excited for it, I misspoke. I'm thrilled for it. It's a nance romo Wolfson game. It's our only 4 o'clock game. It is in Allegiant Stadium. We're the home of the Super Bowl yes,
1: on CBS, CBS Sports. Sports. Yes.
0: So... That actually makes a lot of sense from a marketing branding standpoint.
1: Well, and also, I will say that at Allegiant Stadium, their halftime shows that they've been doing have been pretty elite. It's kind of fun when they, when they, yeah, it's, I think because Super Bowl's is going to be there, they have all kinds of people. Uh, anyways, Max. Well, I was uh, going to say
0: one more thing sportsline.com slash join. You know what else you get from me? My baseball picks, RJ. How you like me now? One and zero lifetime on baseball over unders. You know, took the Braves <laughs> Phillies over yesterday at nine. I think we got there in like the fourth inning easy breezy katie what do you got recapping from your uh i didn't
1: didn't realize that you were also a baseball uh a little
0: wild hair i thought i'd throw it in there yeah
1: well want to know want to know all right san francisco team total over 22 and a half uh five weeks in a row guys just keep hammering this i'm taking seattle plus three versus the Bengals and a kenneth walker touchdown that's a plus 114 and jimmy Garoppolo to throw his very first clean game of the season on the cbs sports broadcast tune in Jimmy Garoppolo, no interceptions. Then taking the Rams minus seven and Matt Stafford over 279 and half pass yards. Uh, RJ, where are you, where are you taking? Uh,
0: us? By, by the way, I want I want to point out really quickly. Sorry, one more thing. I'll be done. I'll <laughs> shut I'll shut up in a second. But like, look at this graphic. It, for, yes, incredible job by producer Harry putting yes. this together. Especially because he's usually coming at the last minute. But I gotta say, y'all do y'all people are shook as hell by me leading this this podcast pick thing because okay. look how funky this looks like we got anytime tds rj's got a bunch of props and totals and teasers i mean obviously prop stars has his props going but like yes. i got this nice neat little five nfl picks and you people are so shook by me dominating this this podcast with my record you said for the last time more than likely like that- what,
1: what, did, what did micah parsons say laugh now cry later <laughs> yeah,
3: that's right rj what you got well, I've got a couple of props like I've had most weeks, and because I'm trying to give you some space <laughs> to be first, because I'm not very good on props. I'm not prop stars, you know. I'm very good at ATS long term, but I'm I'm I've been you know scaling back on ATS picks to give you a shot, and, and I'm glad that you're running with it. But no, <laughs> uh, Zay Z- Z- Flowers over 56.5 and a half receiving yards. My teaser is Washington and Seattle both plus eight and a half. Got Miami minus 13 and a half, Chicago plus three, Houston plus one and a half, Detroit minus three. Zach Wilson under 198 and a half pass yards, and we didn't get to it on the show, but I also sent. Giants bills over 44 and a half going to be playing a lot of bills overs with how beat up that defense is.
2: Yeah. And I've got Jonathan Mingo over 28 and a half receiving yards. Josh Downs over 42 and a half receiving yards Rashad white under 52 and a half rushing yards. And last but not least Dallas Goddard over 36 and a half receiving yards.
1: That is the show. Thank y'all for joining us. Make sure you join the super friends on Sunday for their NFL week. Six recap show i don't know what this means but let's yes, go pack let's, let's, put your pups what? up oh pups up okay, at yeah, duke
0: okay. this weekend let's go pack
1: let's go pack uh remember to like comment and subscribe on the youtube page if you're listening to audio only do the same and we'll see you sunday